right. So this is episode 88 of Rona Geek Official Podcast that we're kicking in on here. This is Alex Austin, and not in the room with me today we have... Isolated Plubby and Adam. Just Rob. And just, just Rob. Rob. Just Rob. And uh, we have some earth-shattering late-breaking news to kind of bring to the attention of, uh, of, our, of our dearest dearest most beloved listeners today which is all of you so not anyone that sounds so in like insincere (laughs) well okay i can make it more sincere you said you you said sincere just a you know dearest and important just a little too many times this is this is a message for only our hottest sexiest steamiest listeners which is all of you (laughs) (laughs) but but better but better Flattery will get you everywhere. So it's good. So this earth-shattering news that I just pulled up here on on a on a site which will go unnamed (laughs) is that (laughs) Oscar winner Nicolas Cage uh, is actually been cast as Joe Exotic in the Tiger King docuseries coming up. So you heard it here first. Nicolas Cage is going to play Joe Exotic in a Tiger King docuseries. I'm totally uh, this this non-mentioned website. Is it the Onion, perhaps? (laughs) It's uh no this this is uh this is a mainstream website reporting this okay. so and it is not April 1st I checked and uh we should be good so this is actually amazing news and let me see why don't they just get Joe Exotic is like he's still in the series so they could just get him to do it Oh, he would love it. Give him one reason to get sprung from prison. So actually though he's like for all intents and purposes prison is the right place for him to be so he should just stay oh he's and- <laughs> interesting. i never watched the series so I, I, I also have not watched the series he's and a real like- yeah he's a real son of a bitch who hurt a lot of animals and he definitely belongs in prison so he's where he should be but nick cage is the right guy to play him in in an adaptation oh God, yeah and i honestly they can't get this thing done fast enough i think they should just ride this wave <laughs> all the way out man oh man <laughs> yeah out to sea and then drown that's gross Oh man, ride it right at the death. And uh anyway, this is this is amazing news. I'm loving it. This has been uh obviously Tiger King has been a very formative experience happening during the whole COVID crisis and it's affected uh, your entire life. You'll never be the same again. It basically, and I remember I remember last year ending on several high notes. Like we went through uh like Mando and and that was like such a phenomenon, like a cultural phenomenon and I'm like this is oh, great. Yeah. I love that the year's going out on this note. And then uh, and then a certain someone went through the impeachment process, which was also great for me. I really got a lot of enjoyment out of that. And I said, "You know what? 2019 going out on a great note. It's been a solid year. You know, we saw the Star Wars Skywalker saga end, we saw the Marvel uh main story arc kind of come to to its uh initial conclusion. And you know what? It was just a solid year. And and in 2020, I'm- I had such high hopes and then here we are and and the best thing i got guys the best thing so far is final fantasy 7 remake and tiger king i'm kind of hoping that like next year we can all just universally agree that it's we could just redo 2020 just (laughs) next year's 2020 again yeah just groundhog day this shit oh my god (laughs) Um, it's such a disaster guys and now they're talking about these killer wasps uh coming in from from uh, i don't know out west somewhere they're like two inch long wasps that are allegedly going to be invading and and everybody's gonna get stung to death by these wasps so you know what 2020 just just go go fuck yourself 2020 we're done we're like we're done here <laughs> we're done. We're t- wow. today's december 31st we're done let's go outside i'll be like mm, killer wasps i'm good yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, my excuse hasn't changed because it's like, oh, let's go outside. Mm, the sun. Mm, I don't know. 
Like who's have who's you ever it? seen Mario Three? It tries to kill you. Like who's who the hell's in charge here? Like Genova? Like what the hell is Holy going shit. on? <laughs> I never even thought of the Mario Three argument. That's amazing. <laughs> Shinra's just ruining everything. That's what's going on. It's the live stream is just coming back, and it's it's just coming back to annihilate all of us for all the shit we've done. <laughs> well, look, the world is slowly turning into that future because look at I mean, in, you're fighting these weird, oversized animals in in Final Fantasy VII remake. Like it's it's this sort of post apocalyptic dystopian future. We we determined last week it's in fact cyberpunk or aetherpunk. Choose choose your poison, and uh, and you know what? It's basically turning into that. Like, life is imitating art at this point. Because now we have giant wasps, oversized wasps coming here. We're all going to have to don giant oversized swords and slash them to death. That's how this goes. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm going to be having no problem getting a job. I'll be like, yeah, I'll kill 20 wasps for 50 bucks. Except except, except <laughs> you're, the, you, except you're, the, you're the Tifa in this situation. You have to punch them to death. <laughs> no, I've, I've quickly learned I'm just going to be that one fat NPC that's just like, can you kill the wasps? I'm useless. You're wet. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. not even. <laughs> you know, goddamn. There's there's one NPC <laughs> in Final Fantasy right near the end during one of the quests that's just titled the scared man. That's totally me. <laughs> <laughs> you you learn you learn how to yell at the guards like it like in that game. You guys get out of my way. I'm gonna save everybody. <laughs> get off my dead grass lawn. <laughs> Oh man, this is going great, guys. This is going great. Speaking speaking of futures uh, that are, that are certain, we actually have some good news coming out today as well for Star Wars Day. We are recording on Star Wars Day, celebrating May the fourth, and we actually have some Ooh. Star Wars news. Uh, so cool thing happening here. We actually have a new Star Wars movie, and this is coming directly from Disney. So this is on the official Star Wars Facebook account uh, and Twitter account that this is reported. So it is a thing that's happening. So they've announced a Star Wars movie directed by Thor Ragnarok director Taika Waititi, which is pretty cool. So it is official now. And also the writer of Russian Doll, Leslie Headland, is writing a show for Disney Plus for Star Wars. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. So, that's gonna be a deep and meaningful movie. And and I know I know well that's the show actually that, that she's gonna be involved with. So it's it's just good oh, to know that they're finally finding their stride with hiring talent uh that, that I guess could have been considered as indie talent at one time. And because and maybe keeping them hired. And maybe keeping them hired, yeah, because yeah, things kinda of fell apart with uh you know, sounds like it fell apart with Ryan Johnson and Colin Trevor and all about- those guys. Uh, Taiko Waititi because he's been on this high note where everything he touches is gold. Mm. Everyone eventually falls off that th- that mountain, and I'm I'm just I don't know I really... somebody somebody breaks that cliche at some point, man. It's got to happen. Yeah, I can only hope it's Taika because that guy's amazing. I loved everything he's ever touched. I hope it's I him, and it's it's not just like a, another Joss Whedon situation, fall from grace. You know what I mean? Like it's I, I really genuinely hope it's this good or like um. Oh, who's the guy? Zack Snyder. He started off real strong back in the day and then kind of, you know, fizzled out over Zach time. Zack Snyder, I knew he was that kind of guy because everything he did was visual. He wasn't good at writing. He wasn't good at character. He is fantastic at building a tableau. You look at every little image in, you know, the Batman True. versus Superman. You just take a still. And some of those stills are absolutely fantastic they are art in their own right but that's all he can do he might as well be a photographer yeah 300 the watchman uh, yeah that's not even him that's the cinematographer on set so you got the wrong guy well it's all no, you're probably screen. right but I, I assumed he approves it and has some type of organization. Eh, not, not really 
But you can tell you can tell where he kind of loses control though, because like at the end of Batman vs Superman, like it goes from looking absolutely amazing to looking like absolute trash when when they're fighting. Yeah. Uh, what's his face at the end? Rob, there's oh god, Rob, there's, oh, there's, there's director of photography too. But yeah, there's got to be something because it's all of Zack Snyder's movies. So unless he's using the same photographer in most, if not all, like you know the Sin Cities and Probably. all of the DCs. Unless he's using the same photographer, which you're right, he he probably is because he, he builds rapport with these people and you work with the same people. Unless it's the same guy, it's Zack Snyder. If it, if it is the same guy, then you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think uh, he, he's done everything with Warner Brothers, like all of it. So probably probably their stuff. Enough. Yeah, probably their people. And then uh, yeah. some other some other good Star Wars news here uh, for anyone who is currently an owner of Jedi Fallen Order. There's actually some free DLC coming out very soon here, and uh, and I'm trying to find the date. Of when they said it would be, but anyway, the basically the the DLC was revealed in a trailer uh, from Respawn, in in conjunction with the May Fourth celebration. There's actually going to be new uh, cosmetics that are free that you can unlock, and new combat challenges that you can access. And I think I even saw that you can even design your own combat challenges to go through as well. And this is in, this includes like the placement of enemies in like an arena style setting. So it's just going to give a lot more content mm-hmm. for people who really love the game and want to perfect their combat in the game to really get the chance to do that. It looks awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That'll be so. interesting. Yeah, I was I was pretty I was pretty pleased to hear about all that. I think in, including in the cosmetics, there's even gonna be some new lightsaber pieces as well. So hell yeah. I'm yeah. all about it. I need some black lightsaber. Oh god. Oh shut baby, up. some dark saber. <laughs> Wait, is that not what he's talking about? <laughs> Just <Yeah>. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh man. Oh no. Nothing. Um, is has to do do with me and other games where they just take liberties with lightsaber colors. Oh, I always liked the the dark lightsaber in Force Unleashed. I think it was the yeah the with yeah where you were just ridiculous and you dragged a ship to the ground. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that you know what? There, there, there's another game a lot of people like. They gave you a fucking uh, orange lightsaber with a purple core. What? What was that? Yeah, exactly. What was it? <laughs> what was that? That's Old Republic has a like a billion fucking. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah. yeah lightsaber crystal colors and it comes all from that same area which it stems from uh knights of the old republic game series uh, cool colors everyone likes different colors well, well now now they can uh, now uh, they can it remake just, it. it it got silly because it, be- it started looking like confetti fighting okay, until you have else. lightsabers that are waving uh, inflatable arm tube bands like <laughs> until you've got those lightsabers you're not too crazy or just like rainbow colored you know okay, what? So actually they did e- e- even if they did rainbow colored, at least they could be like, "Hey, we're supporting LGBTQ," so that's cool. I'm okay with that. But you know, they just can't have wacky wavy little dildos go around. So they do, or could they? And I will send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, sure I... there are definitely porn parodies that have made that reference. Mm. <laughs> oh man, Obi Wan, just stick it in the door. You can melt the door. Um, so I think that's actually one of the things they were talking about remaking was Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, that's been a, a thing. So hold on a second, I gotta get this shit official. Here you go. This is a legit thing from the old series. Uh, so you wanted a wacky inflatable lightsaber guy? There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, a see, that's a legit thing. That's a that's a legit thing. You gotta describe oh this, Rob. My God. It's, um, it's oh fuck. What what the hell was his name? I can't even remember. He's got him on his kneecaps. Well, I think it's like Lord Nyax or something like that. Why doesn't he have a dick saber? 
Yeah, so the guy's got um, a bunch of mini lightsabers that stick out of his armor. People that are familiar with the extended universe would know uh, this character. He's even got lightsabers coming out of his kneecaps. Literally. Wow. This guy, yeah, he's, he's got, wow. Just, like, they're he short runs lightsabers. He just runs like, into people. They're, they're like dagger lightsabers, but he's got them on each fist, each wrist, basically, it looks like, and then each, each elbow, elbow, and then his kneecaps. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine he, whoever outfits him with armor and the conversation they must have had. He's like, no, I want to wear the lightsabers. I'm sorry, you you want them to be tied to your belt or, or like, a, like a harness? No, no, I want to wear them. <laughs> I want more lightsabers. Okay, yeah, that's fine. We'll get you two. No, no, I want more lightsabers. Oh, you like a grievous thing? You want like three or four? No, I want more lightsabers. Apparently eight, <laughs> at least. Oh my god. He's this probably got him incredible. on his toes and shit like that. He's got him down his spine that we just can't see in this picture. Oh my god. Yo, this is epic, man. This I, I, he I just genuinely... sonics. He curls up into a ball and just sonics at people. Oh, that'd be awesome, like a like a Metroid situation. I really I really want to see I really want to see this guy in action. I really want to see it. I hope we never do. It's <laughs> Oh man! Well, there are funny. some extended universe things that just need to go die, and that's not even the Star Wars <laughs> news we came to report. So there you go. <laughs> so, oh my god! I, w- I want to bring on some some Disney uh, sadness here. This is Disney. Uh, hold on! I mean, it's not the first time that Star Wars has shown it's Disney, but um, so Disney was trying to do this thing because they know May the Fourth is coming out. They put out a tweet going, "Hey guys, if you at you know." Amazon Prime us and uh, or hashtag Amazon Prime or whatever the fuck young people are doing and then you at um, uh, Bay the Fourth or whatever hashtag Bay the Fourth you in you got a cool tweet it could show up somewhere really cool so you know basically they're just trying to hey everyone tweet stuff so we can oh, put it in some type God. of marketing thing so everyone's like okay fine and then immediately the next tweet after is by the way if you do this we own your tweet one hundred and twenty percent all of it KK thanks trademark buy. <laughs> everyone just lost their shit everyone's like no you don't fucking own a tweet you son you fucking lawyeristic sons of bitches fuck right off that's such assholes yeah, like and i'm sure i'm sure they assume that people would be totally fine with that like uh like oh you just get to use my shit to make your advertising for free they probably assumed no one would notice wow man i mean it's crazy <laughs> because of how. like the amount of money that we give them on, on a yearly basis. I mean, to, let's be honest. And then and then they're looking to get free advertising out of us as well. Come on, guys. You can pay up. You can pay a little yeah. back. They're, I think they're worried that, you know, imagine you put out a tweet and then, because I, I don't know the legalities of a tweet. I, I personally don't. It's not something I, I ever gave a shit about. But you put out a tweet or you tweet to them and they use it in some type of marketing. Do they have to pay you for that because it's your tweet, your product, your I don't, you know, I don't joke? Th- think so they might potentially have to pay twitter so that'd yeah, be well, my they guess i don't want to pay any of that so yeah probably not that's what they're trying to avoid is this whole potential legal kerfuffle i i, I get why they did it because they want to do this marketing thing, but they want to avoid the legal kerfuffle well guess what you just don't get to do it if you're well, too afraid to do it just don't do it it's strange because the whole point of twitter is that things trend on there automatically and kind of drive their own interest so for instance today skywalker saga is the top trend in canada uh, Usher is the second, Joe Exotic is the third, International Firefighters Day, May the 4th is in there, uh, all kinds of stuff. But the the idea is that, you know, just by nature of the platform itself, stuff tends to drive its own interest. So, like, why would you try to extrapolate that in the first place and turn it into some other 
advertisement. Like it's being done for you, literally automatically, millions of times per day. (laughs) They're trying to force it and use it as much as they can. So goofy. It was just another case of Disney going, ah, legalities here. We own more lawyers than you. Yeah. Ah, fuck off. So goofy. Oh, and they're also advertising it too. Skywalker Saga. It is so nice. Anyway, so uh, moving on from the Star Wars news, some other good news to come out of this week. So it, actually, things are starting to heat back up finally, and uh, we got a, a full-on trailer for a major next-gen title. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla was announced this yeah. last week. So it looks fucking insane. <laughs> oh my god. So- I haven't cared anything about any of the Assassin's Creed. This one actually made me watch the trailer. I don't know if I'm going to play the game, but I love Viking shit, so my nipples were hard. Oh, man. Yeah. It, I mean, this is straight up Skyrim 2, maybe Sans Dragons, maybe with dragons. We don't know yet, right? So, but uh, obviously the, the boats, they show them They show them boating, boating around, you know, casually boating, killing, casually <laughs> killing. Uh, <laughs> Casual looting, raping, murder. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it almost it almost looked like that the Knights Templar in this one would not end up being the bad guys somehow. Like I was just because because obviously the the Vikings are the ones invading Britain at that time. I, I guess is kind of what they're getting at. And and the Britons are trying to defend themselves. So, but obviously. Uh, the, did you not see the same trailer that we saw, man? Because uh, yeah, I saw it's it. very it's very clear that it's the Templars rewriting history yeah. how they saw it. And that's the history that we have. So we the, the idea is that we're not we're getting a story about what quote unquote actually happened. Well maybe I just yeah. identify with Templars. Did you ever think of that? Yeah, well <laughs> I mean, if you, like if you a... want to, there's a couple of games <laughs> that you can play. <laughs> There was literally a British monarch who was like, they raped and pillaged. And then immediately in the next scene, there's some Viking guy going, no, no, don't touch the women. They're cool. <laughs> oh, I got you. No, I completely missed that. As a matter of fact, I was so focused on the killing. Oh, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Right. lots so of killing. Psychopath. Guys. But dude, it was so sweet, man. Like he's uh, with, with the, the assassin's blade with the nice twist on it. Like that was that was good, man. That was good. Totally unexpected. So I do recommend if you haven't seen that trailer yet, go and watch it. It's like five minutes long. And uh, and this is a next gen title. Keep in mind, so this is uh, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5 title that's uh, currently being showcased. I do not think there's a PS4, Xbox One version coming out. So that's not going to happen. Interestingly, uh, no word, though, if they're going to do a separate title like they have in the past. They've done simultaneous releases in the past where they have like a last gen title releasing at the same time as the new gen title. But it's just a different game entirely. I, I, I haven't seen anything about that yet, but I doubt it. On top of that news, Rick and Morty is back. I, I did manage to watch mm. the, the first new episode. It was pretty good. It was entertaining. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Rick and Morty is back as of yesterday. Oh, f- OK. So I've been watching Harley. Well, we can do it for Let's Play, but I've been watching other stuff. I didn't even know. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. It is It is back, and uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Maybe maybe you guys can watch it and interpret it for me on the next episode, because <laughs> I'm not sure what I watched. I have no clue. And, yeah, you uh, think we do? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I can translate that shit for you. <laughs> thank you. I'd appreciate that. And uh, one last bit of news here that was kind of interesting, and, and I tried to find more information on it. I'm having trouble finding one place with the information, though, which I think is because of the nature of the information. But there was a major N64 leak that happened over this last week at some point. So it was a huge information dump onto 4chan, I think, was the original dump site. And then there was a bunch of links in there that took people to less sort of 
pristine sites, like to more clandestine ones, I guess. And uh, the idea mean? the idea was that somebody who had worked internally with Nintendo back in the late '90s had access to all of this all of this development platform information within the Nintendo ecosystem. And I guess they took some of that and they were somehow able to dump it. Uh, however, a lot of the content seems to be password locked. So for instance, uh, some of the guys who are trying to hack it all, they think they found like a Mario 64 beta file, right? And so this thing could be an absolute goldmine for Nintendo fans and, and include a lot of unfinished concepts from the original Mario 64 game. The idea is Honestly, if you can unlock it, you might be able to see, you know, new characters, new levels, you know, things that we didn't get to see in the final product back then or, or ever or at any point since then. So it's it's that's a cool. Re- yeah. I yeah. like that kind of stuff because it's it's kind of like the, you know, we have the, I think it's 60 years or something for the American military where they're allowed to declassify things after 60 right. years or some shit like right. that. I kind of wish they did that with game development where in movies and things like that where they could, you know, all those little things they're not allowed to talk about because of licensing and legalities. They just unload. Just like here, here's all our beta files. Here's our old shit. No one's going to use them. I mean, maybe someone can use them, but you're not going to make money off those anymore. Give them out and let people play and have fun. I, I kind of like this. Yeah, kind of in line with that too, uh, just just riffing off what you're saying, one, one of the biggest things that could come out of this is true N64 emulation. So there's always been trouble with the emulation of the N64 product. Uh, I think it's the drivers. They never quite figured out uh, what exactly Nintendo had used back then. But uh, there, there's, so there's, there's approximated emulation that already exists and lots of emulators out there that you can try that run probably perfectly fine. But for true emulation, they've never cracked it for the N64. So this could be, this could be what sets them on track due that and that's pretty exciting for uh, classic gaming fans and for for preservationists out there I, I i just i wish nintendo you know knowing stuff like this happen they tend to want to crack down on things instead of like assist the community with them but here this would be a great example of we know you're not going to do the work yourself to preserve all of this we know you're not so why not let people who are interested and who will spend the time to carefully comb through every last bite of information to figure out how to catalog all of this and how to classify all of it and just let them enjoy it, right? It just, but I know that they're going to go in the other direction with it, which is why everything's been so hush hush and it's been hard to find more information part, on it. To be fair, there could be a part of a problem where, let's say, a character in a Mario game, I don't know, Mario 3, I'm just making shit up. Maybe there's a character in Mario 3 based on another, a character from another video game or movie where they'll never say it's based on that character or, or anything because if they do, they have to pay royalties of some sort. They'll just never do that. But in secret documents inside, at least, you know, the developer, one of the artists based it on him. And suddenly now you have an email or some type of beta build note that says, just like this character. And then suddenly, you know, yeah, sure. It's, you know, 60 years later in this case of what, 12 years, something like that, 15 years. I don't know. No, it's it's like 20 years, <laughs> 23 years. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So let's say even if it's 23 years or even if it's less at 23 years, those companies that own those characters still exist. So they could still sue Nintendo. So yeah, I think, I think it'd be tough concern. to do if, if Nintendo does hand it off to these to these third party guys, because if the third party guys do all, all of the cracking and they come up with some information like that and, and then there was blowback on Nintendo, Nintendo would just say, OK, prove it. Like you can't prove that any True. of this came from us. Like, I, and and really, yep. you couldn't. You couldn't. Like, who knows where the hell this information is coming from? There's already so much fan stuff out there, fan created content out there, fan created models out there. You know, N64. You know, type stuff that honestly, they nobody would have any idea. It'd be really hard to trace back. But anyway, just <laughs> kind of a cool. 
kind of a cool scenario kind of unfolding here that, that we haven't really seen in the past, or at least not for uh, quite a long time. Uh, the last time something like this would have happened was about, uh, I think it was like 12 or 13 years ago. And it was right in the midst of the Xbox 360 era, and somebody had acquired an Xbox 360 dev kit and and were quietly sort of going through that online. And I think there was a lot of sort of underground hacking of that. And I think there were people even hacking within, in real time, the Microsoft de- development ecosystem using a oh, dev yeah. kit. And, uh, and and a lot of those guys got in some deep, deep trouble with the law when it was all said and done. So <laughs> I think it's been quite well, not, a long time since anybody got involved. Not long ago, they, got, they did the um, StarCraft Ghost got released, an alpha version of that yeah. somehow, and it was yeah. playable. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was so crazy, like the stuff that they were leaking back then. But yeah, it's kind of a kind of a, kind of a similar situation. But I, I care more about the N sixty four as a platform. So for me, like any any new information we get off that is just pretty sweet. Like I'm digging it. So anyway, mm-hmm. and that's kind of it for the news bites that I have here. Unless you guys got anything else to add for this week? Uh, yeah. So Last of Us got hacked. I didn't read it because I don't want to know. Uh, but basically, there is some news be that came out uh, some important story element i saw them yeah. you know what they are yeah um, i saw them yeah, yeah i don't know exactly the details i kind of just saw it, the article went, it's it's vid it's vid clips um nothing was hacked it was a third-party source they just dumped the shit uh wow. and they and they've been identified and apparently are getting cracked down on sure now the game did go gold today uh last of us part two so uh, allegedly it had gone gold today they made the announcement <laughs> To be to be honest, I, I think people um, took the information that they saw and they extrapolated it into their own version of a story, and mm. just went like uh, to town with it online. Crazy. So I mean, like now that the game's going to be coming out here, um, or did it come out? I don't know. Not quite I, yet. I'm, no, not soon. Just right? went gold. Just went gold. Okay. So they're either just way, starting production of actually making the discs. Oh, okay. Uh, either way, it'll be out soon. We'll know for sure then what ha- what actually happens in the story. Um, otherwise, mechanically, the game looks like it'll be fun. Hell yeah, man. We'll see what the story actually is actually like. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, last, yeah, last one was a big hit. This one will be too, I'm sure. Oh, sure. It's, it's a really good story and good character, great acting. Well, I mean... <laughs> We'll see if some of these people have nailed the the nail on the head with with the story. Uh, it might not be as good, but I'm sure. hoping it is. Well, just like we talked about in the last episode, you know, this is the right game to come out right now. It's very wholesome, you know, very family oriented. You can really you can really gather the kids around uh, to really partake in in Last of Us Part Two. So take take it from us, the Ronan Geek guys. It's uh, it's a great family title. So very very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another one is I, I, this was more of just an interesting discussion and I haven't read the full interview but I got the Coles notes and I really want to go watch and, and, and read the full interview at this point but um, Mike Morheim who is now pretty much disconnected from Blizzard he did an interview for the first time and one of the discussion points that came up the most important one that it sounds like came up was the why WoW is losing players and it's kind of MMOs in general are kind of ish getting this sort of vibe of eh. And he started to discuss what may have caused, at least for WoW, he was focused on WoW. And he started to talk about how it was the loss of community. That's one of the things, the important parts is 
you know, you build a friendship on online and you come back for yeah. those friendships. And he actually pointed towards things like the accessibility of the game, the ease of access that don't require you to have those friendships. Uh, LFR. Or, uh, yeah, like uh, group finders. Yeah. Group finders. Yeah, group finders and raid finders and things like that. All of those features added up to you can log on, not talk to a single soul, play through your game and continue on with your life. Mm. Yeah. Only and so because you don't you don't have these dedicated groups, you don't have these people that you're constantly talking to on a regular basis. You don't, you know, it, there was a discussion in, in Classic WoW where you're, you kind of had a reputation because you were limited to that one server. So if you were a piece of shit, if you, a bad enough piece of shit, your name would get out there and you could yeah. just not go on groups anymore. So Until, he was discussing uh, that topic. Yeah, that's one more reason to play on a role-playing server, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably not completely wrong. Uh, Roleplay com- server communities are actually really, really talkative. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. But yeah, I thought it was interesting because I'd been making this comment and this discussion fairly often that I don't like these features. I don't like looking for group. I know it's nice, you know, especially for me, for us people who our age who go to work, don't have, have kids at this point, yeah. don't have time. They just need to get in, and get a quick game. I like that. I think it's a good feature, but I, it is definitely damaging the sense of community. Yep. Oh, could could um, be absolutely. Yeah, there's a there's a couple features like that, and I I could, to be honest, I would point at it and I would completely agree. Um, especially because uh, there was uh, a time where there was a lot more community for, and you'd meet a lot more people in something like Star Wars Galaxies, when you mm-hmm. act actually had to wait for like shuttles to arrive and stuff like that people would oh, end up yeah. standing around talking about shit and then you'd make a bunch of friends you'd start you know sending whispers and shit but like and then when they made it so that all that stuff was instantaneous you met nobody new yeah you know i didn't even think of that rob like in my in my version it's sitting on the boats and wow yeah, sitting on the boats. Yep. Same yeah thing. wow i never thought of that 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 is an important take i've never i never noticed that it, it's the small simple things where you're sitting there for like 10 minutes, but you've resigned yourself to fate because you're like, okay, it just it is what it is. But then you end up meeting people. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. How many... You've played a lot more MMOs than I have. I, I, I've played almost every MMO. Except yeah. for like some of like the, the Asian M, like MMO market because it's very uh, vol, voluminous? Voluminous. There we go. Vol, 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 okay. vol, yeah. Voluminous. <laughs> um, how many of them have these accessibility these hey i'm could just get in get into a raid or a group or whatever their version of that is and then get out nowadays yeah it's very prevalent yeah fair enough um but i mean are there ones that don't have it yes um but there are few and far between and usually it's because they're a lower budget game so they just can't do all the quality of life features okay fair enough so i'm interested to see what the new one's like the amazon's coming out with are they gonna have all that qol stuff or are they gonna have a bunch of uh, community building stuff i'm i'm very interested because amazon's a new player in the game so who knows what the fuck they're gonna do yeah it'll be it'll definitely be an interesting view i i like that aspect of now i don't know who's developing that game so i don't know you know who the developers are who whether Mm -hmm. they have a history themselves so they probably do but yeah Uh, well, there's so a new think, direction. Who knows, right? You know, absolutely. New publisher, new new commands, new style. It could mean a lot of stuff. Uh, and I think my final one is, uh, I was talking to Rob earlier, but I didn't want to give it away because he didn't catch this one. 
So there was a mini little discussion from Frontier. Frontier is the developer that creates, uh, most notably, I think, to us, Elite Dangerous. Mm-hmm. What well, you said, yeah. uh, Elite what? Elite, Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. It's okay. a space sim, basically. Yeah. Uh, has existed for quite some time, but this is, you know, they remade it and got a little famous on Kickstarter. Flying triangles, flying rectangles. Good times. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, uh. <laughs> and they also make, actually... Uh, you know, Zoo Tycoon, Roller Coaster Tycoon, a lot of those games. Oh, yeah, nice. Pretty much that entire series. So they have signed up to make a Age of Sigmar RTS. Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Not really their, their oh. bread and butter. What's I Age mean... of Sigmar? Is that is that a specific sci-fi story? Oh, no, not sci-fi, actually. Fantasy. So, you know, we're playing um, Total War Warhammer, and it's in the Warhammer universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Age of Sigmar is the new age Warhammer universe. It's what they call that game line. Oh, I got yeah, you. It's a, okay. It's a, new, it's a new age, yeah. Because effectively what happens in, in the original Warhammer series was like it had gone since, you know, its inception until relatively recently. Right. Where they finally closed the book on that era and literally people pretty much portaled to a new era does that include does that include 40k no that's just fantasy gotcha because what happened in effectively is the the skaven one is really what happened okay (laughs) kind of yeah uh so there was essentially this endless vermin tide so the skaven just became so populous because nobody took care of them because why call the rat catcher when you technically the skaven did not win who won was the i forget his name right now he was the guy who used to be part of the Tomb Kings. Uh, he's now like the Arbiter of Death. Like he's a symbol. Oh, not Nagash. Uh, it might have been Nagash. I think, no, I think Nagash. Was it Nagash? Is yeah, I think it's Nagash. He actually won. Uh, so he eh. literally wiped the universe out. Seriously. He was the yeah, one I know, who triggered but I mean, black anyone who, in the universe. Yeah, but anyone who just rubs their nipples and takes credit, I don't I don't give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's what I always do when I take credit for things. They're like, mm, I know a spell. I win. <laughs> LOL, JK. <laughs> so what, he, what he's referring to is that the Skaven literally was like the new zombie apocalypse. Not only that, but they literally blew up the moon. <laughs> yeah, nice. because why the fuck not? They, cool. they looked at the moon and went, oh, that's filled with a bunch of well, warp stone. Is that what it is? Cheese. Rob? Cheese, cheese. Yeah, yeah they're, they're rats. So a bunch of continue. cheese. And so they tried to launch a bunch of Skaven to the moon with, you know, cannons and shit like that. Yes. I think they probably got uh, Skaven to the moon. The problem is no oxygen and things like that. They don't know that shit. So they went, well, fuck it. If we can't go to the moon, we'll bring the moon to us. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. So they they pull a piccolo. So they pull a piccolo. Because they're worried that Saiyans might be a thing, I guess. (laughs) Wow. Nice, Rob. <laughs> Dodge! Yeah, pretty much. Stop <laughs> mocking me. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that, that's, so that's an interesting you know, combination, Frontier, with that. I have no idea what to think of that, because I don't think it's... The Tycoon stuff, kind of, I guess, depending on how uh, they make it. Frontier, but... Frontier has made quality games. I mean, to be honest, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah. If anything, actually, I'm excited. You know why? Because name all of the art upcoming RTS games. I just good did. list. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good list. 
So you know what? Oh, fuck no. it. I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> Bring it on. Like the only thing I've had to be getting excited about is Age of Empires HD. And you know what? I'm not excited about it. You know why? Because I played the shit out of it when I was a kid. I'm done with that game. <laughs> I totally agree. I was like, everyone's like, hey, man, do, do uh, high quality uh, Age, of, Age of Empires. I'm like, okay. So. <laughs> what, what about like, um, what about My Little Pony Friendship Strategy Surprise? You looking forward to that one? I'm just going to blow my brains out. <laughs> no, oh it, to be fair, Rob, it's it's a bunch of, like, you build a My Little Pony from Rapidash, or, or Rapidash is a fucking Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> that tells you how little I know Star, about Star My Dazzle. Little Pony. Star, no, Star Frizzle. Star, Star Shower. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're so bad at this. Um, I'm a brony, got, dude. Don't don't tell me I'm bad. I'm a brony. You got, you got one My Little Pony uh, faction and another little My Little Pony faction led by one of the main My Little Pony characters. And they actually just have to go to bloody war against each other. And they yeah, all have and guns. Yeah, and win. They have to fight the Vermintide. <laughs> oh my god, I'd watch that episode. It's going to be the best one. <laughs> Turn us all into My Little Pony fans. And uh, yeah, nope. they, no, I had no idea. You, you'll have to send me the titles of some of these things in the chat so I can actually like write them in in the show notes when I when I edit this episode. Because there that was, that was a lot of information I don't know a whole lot about. That's, that's your guys' area of expertise. Oh god, no, there's nothing we could possibly send you, dude. <laughs> No, just write the you, names of what the things you just oh, said in the chat. Oh, group. sure, yeah, <laughs> that would be enormously helpful. He, he doesn't want to have to remember it. <laughs> well, I, I tried like opening up a, like um, a, a web page for everything you just said, and then uh, I'm lost. I'm very lost. Ah, fair enough. So anyway, yeah. that's that's it for the news bites then. And then uh, I know you guys had a uh, a kill team tournament going on. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Oh God, yeah. And uh, so that was going to be a topic of conversation because I don't really personally have a lot for playing and watching. It's just more Final Fantasy VII remake. Orna, I'm going to get back into Animal Crossing here. That's really all I've been up to lately. And and I just I'd really like to know more about what you guys are doing. Let me live vicariously through you. I knew that if I brought up Kill Team, which is what I was trying to do in the last few podcasts, I was like, yeah, Kill Team, if I just say the word enough, Rob's dick would get hooked on it enough. That's all that was needed. <laughs> so, and then has, yeah, has, a, has a proper dick, dick hooking things. taken place? Yeah, proper dick hooking has occurred because he, he got an official <laughs> invite to a tournament that one, one of the guys in, in the group was setting up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And... He was lucky enough to bring the happiest boy. Oh my god! Oh man, yeah, the happiest boy. Who, who's who's the happiest boy? Was, I, okay, god damn it, this is so stupid. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm playing Tyranid, uh, which is similar to the Zerg, if you know Starcraft. Yep. Similar to, I guess you could just say Alien. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Why not? Anyway, and one of the models on my kill team has its like talon claws, like arms, like yeah. its arms that are. It's like looks like Scyther from fucking Pokemon. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> or like a Zergling. Claws are like up, like it's about to jump. Yeah. But it was tilted back on a uh, piece of debris, so it looked like it was partying. <laughs> so I called it the happiest boy because it just looked like it was and really it just had this shitty video. grin, like yeah, teethy grin with its scythe ready to just clap and party. That's <laughs> hilarious. What? And anyway, so yeah, I renamed it and then shamed the other player when he killed it. <laughs> oh 
my god, that is so hilarious. Like, what? What was he called? What is that called? It, it was called. It's called a hormagon. There's no way. Just, just move, Hor move on. Hormagon. <laughs> hormagon. Yeah. Hormagon. Please spell it wrong. W h o r e magon. I think that's probably. I got nothing. I got nothing. Google gave me literally nothing back. No, it does not start with. I just crashed Google. Didn't even give me a suggestion. The Google didn't know. It's like I don't know what to give you for this. That you're you're too fucked. I'm just canceling. I swear to God. Here, I'll even post the picture. Like Google didn't give me anything for this. Like how is that even possible? I didn't think like shit like this would still happen. Oh my God! What a disaster. That is great. <laughs> um, yeah, Rob, I think you've won two games. Have you won two games now? No, no, I uh, lost one game that was very poorly managed for the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was nobody's fault. There so you was lost no blame. against the, the So yeah, guys. no, yeah, yeah, he, he, he beat me. Uh, so that, that victory went to him. I'm, I'm not challenging that, by the way. Let's make that <laughs> officially known. Um, then the second game... I won, actually, but this... Yeah, I mean, I gotta talk about it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, ended up, uh, I ended up fielding a army of Drukhari, which, for those of you who don't know, uh, might be familiar with Dark Eldar. If not, um, evil space elves. Evil rapey uh, space elves. Yeah, well, take you in the dead of night and experiment on you, space yeah. elves. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> playing One against space... Family. Yeah, I'm playing against Space Marines, which if you don't know what it is, Warhammer 40k Space Marine. You will find out what they are in two seconds. They're humans in armor. I go up against this guy, and I'm like, my my list makes no sense, because I don't know, I think I was high when I built it. Um, I got a guy who's probably one of the strongest melee units in the game, and I took away his armor-piercing weapon to give him a gun that he has to roll sixes on to shoot. Jesus Christ! <laughs> he costs 44 way, points. <laughs> Kill Team only uses D6, so having to roll a six on a, on a, not on a D20, on a D6, so it only works on yeah. one. Oh my god, that's brutal. Yeah. So... <laughs> So not really well optimized. I I pretty much went in and I tore my list apart, getting the best possible units I could out of a shitty situation. And I go up against this guy, and our fight goes for a good portion of the game, pretty much hair like a hair's breadth for who's winning. It was I would roll really well, he would roll really well, and it was like any roll that would happen could tip the game. Well, Balance. you had that one role that you posted for us, yes. which was, it was an initiative role, and one of them, one of you got a 12, so two D, you rolled 2d6, one of you got a 6 and a 6, and the other one got a 6 and a 5? Yeah, he got 11, I got 12 oh. on initiative. And it was like, that was the whole game, though. That was the that was the messed up part, is the whole game it was like that. Like, he'd make some kind of, like, crazy shot, and then I'd roll a 6 on an armor save, and, and like, negate it so it was just like it was nuts it, it's hard to really kind of get into a lot of detail with this game because there's so many rules and if you're not familiar with them i'm just speaking gibberish but ultimately there were two special forces teams that met on the field of battle one came out victorious barely <laughs> <laughs> it was uh what is it a, pri a primate victory 
A f- yeah, a Fyrrhic victory, I think it's Fier- called. Fyrrhic, Fier- yeah, Fyrrhic victory. That's what it's called. Yeah. The, the, you won, but it really actually cost you more than you lost. It should have, yeah. It's like it made it almost like pointless. Like, why even, why would I ever celebrate this kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Whereas, oh, that's awesome, man. I've only had one match, and I think I'm going to keep with it. So I'm playing a group called the Adeptus Custodes or custodes, however you want to pronounce it, which are, yeah. you know, the emperor's Custo- chosen. Custodes. Custodes, yeah. yeah. So these are, you know, Rob was describing <laughs> these human metahumans in armor. These are right. those guys on steroids. I like this. Yeah. I like where so this is going. the game, these, this is how powerful these units are, is the game is like, okay, you need a minimum of three characters. Like your, your squad, your kill team must be a minimum of three. And most people don't do that. Most armies... You can't field three and actually reach the point count. You usually have to have a minimum of five or six. Um, my guys have a specific rule that says, no, no, you can use two. <laughs> so yeah, I'm Because it's balanced. Because it's, it's balanced. balanced. <laughs> so I basically just have two walking tanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a joke team. <laughs> Yeah, like pretty much though. Yeah, jokes on the enemy team for having to go up against it. It's like <laughs> showing up to the movies with like really good combat gear and then realizing that you're fighting Iron Man, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, fantastic! I'm fucked. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, like I'm, I'm gonna fight when I fight up against Adam. I'm gonna be using my twenty man army. <laughs> I'm gonna have twenty units on the field. He is gonna have two. <laughs> maybe three maybe three i'm not sure yet what he's actually oh choosing God. i'm hoping it's two though it's because I'm, I want... I'm gonna design two no matter what rob no matter how we play this out it's going to be two okay good because i'm really interested to see i'm making who actually work. wins that and i and to be perfectly honest with you i think i'm fucked <laughs> when, when are you guys meeting on the field of battle i don't know when our game is i think it's for not for another two weeks or something like that yeah we're pretty late. It's a, it's a little ways off, yeah. Sweet. But so we'll we'll let you know how that game goes because that'll be interesting. But the games have been very fun, very interesting. We're using Tabletop Simulator. It is normally a physical game. We are using Tabletop Simulator, so there's probably some legalities that I'm probably walking into right now. But I don't care because I bought parts. I bought models. I'm painting them. I'm enjoying that. Rob is bought. Yeah, his I models. I've I've got my physical copies. So I mean, ultimately, I do own what I'm using. Pretty much. So we're, we we feel okay on that part, and uh, honestly, the tabletop simulator makes it so much nicer. It has all these cool features you can add in. I think it's worked out pretty well, actually. I mean, I'd still rather play in person, but you know. For sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Pandemics or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. We, playing Watch, I guess, then, eh? That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's 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 all I got. So yeah, it's, it's all about playing and watching now. So I guess we should just jump. Uh, Rob and I, Rob, I think in last podcast, I, I don't know if you mentioned, uh, did you mention it last podcast? I think it was last podcast, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you brought up a show called Tales from the Loop. I, I, I can't remember if it was in the podcast or outside of it, but either way, we'll talk about it now. Yeah. Um, holy shit, did that give me the feels. So this is a series <laughs> really? on Amazon Prime. Um, I think it's an, it's an Amazon original. It's got, I forget the name of the, the actor. He played as the Swan, uh, whatever, Admiral Swan or something in Pirates of the Caribbean, Elizabeth's father. He played as the, yeah. I forget the Grand Priest or something in the later series of Game of Thrones. You know, the ones where they wanted to give up all, 
hair and stuff like that, and they became like the dominant. Oh, religion. sparrows or whatever they're called. Yeah, I forget their name, but those guys. Uh, he he, le- he was part of that group. He's done a bunch of us of really. Yeah, really J- good Jonathan Price is is That's the actor. It. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Price, fantastic. Um, I I think my my best interpretation is a more character character centric um, Black Mirror. Interesting. I, I like that yeah. idea. Um, in fact, I, I would say that's been Black Mirror's shortcoming is it, it's relied so much on just the development of action and, and monsters that, that it really has sort of put the characters in a backseat. So that's actually a really cool idea. Yeah, it's not it's not, and it's not guaranteed to be dark either. Yeah, um, some of them are some of them aren't. So like the nice thing about that, though, is that it keeps you guessing like, OK, which way is this going to go? Because a couple of them end in a really dark place. <laughs> Oh, is this yeah. an anthology series? Yeah, it's an anthology series. Uh, it's centric around each of, the, each of the characters in each story you meet in the story previous or the couple stories previous. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of anth- anthology in the sense that each episode is its own mini story. Right. But it all revolves around a character in this small town. Uh, basically, the, the overall arcing story is... There's this small town that has scientists and things doing really wacky, zany science sci-fi stuff in this thing called The Loop, which is underground. And we're talking things as much as they're trying to jump dimensions, they're trying to create AI, things like this. Just things that are way, way out there. And it's causing strange effects in the town. So the technology, The Loop itself, which is just, you know, this uh, building that they do all this work in honestly is just a machinery to tell these stories the story mm-hmm. these character stories is the important part the technology and the effects from the loop are what help them tell the story but they don't ever explain the loop they don't because that's not the point the point hmm. is the journey that these characters take and the change in these characters this sounds really interesting i'm i'm, I'm really digging it i i already gravitate to anthology series like uh, when we had uh, Love, Death, and Robots, and, and we also had Black Mirror, stuff like that. I already really like these kind of things, so this is right up my alley. I think to give a good idea, there's two episodes that I think, re- maybe three, three episodes that really peak the scale. And there's one I, I want to leave empty for Alex, which is the second one, Rob. The, well, let's, uh, just, one let's of- just announce spoiler warnings so you can talk about them, but I, I'd yeah. love to hear about like what, what really resonated with you. So Rob, I think you just got through the seventh episode, which is the second last or third last. Uh, second last. I, I'm on I'm one left. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about the last one then, which I think is one of the ones that hit me the hardest. Uh, <laughs> one of them. The most meaningful one. We'll just not talk about that right now. Yeah, we're not. I can't. I can't handle these emotions. Um, he's no. <laughs> he's still reeling from it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it next week uh, as a whole. And Once Adam has had time to process and, and, and go through stages <laughs> of grief. To, yeah. Well, you, you got to catch, catch up, man, so good luck. Good yeah, luck, I, I will, I will. Okay, yeah, I did it like a day and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sure I'll good. binge half of it tonight after hearing about this. So um, so let's talk about, I think that we'll, we'll start it off with the first episode, which is time travel, <laughs> effectively. Nice. Yeah, that was actually kind of cool. Yeah, it, it was the story of this... It starts off with the story of this girl whose mother just doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't care about her. The mother clearly shows care and is caring about the kid's intellectual, um, and is caring about the kid's well-being, but clearly cares about her science more. Doesn't, Yeah. didn't really, she wants to be a scientist, not a mother, but she's not a terrible mother. She's just not great. And uh, 
she basically the whole her and the entire house disappears. This kid comes back to home. She's like, I'm just coming home from school. And then there's just instead of where her house was, there's just this lump of coal, basically. Hmm. Oddly shaped lump of coal. And okay. She, like, but it's not like burned down. It's just replaced no, with just, a different just, thing. No, just gone. Okay. Gotcha. Just gone. There's like a fist sized lump of, you know, some type of black stone. Mm. And that's it. And then she goes on this journey to try and find her mother. Turns out she, the kid, has actually time traveled the future. Oh, okay. Okay. And she, she meets her future self and her future self realizes she's going back and going, oh my God, that wasn't a dream. Like I, I, this wasn't fake. I remember this experience. I remember being on that side of this. Holy shit. It was real. And it, at that time where she kind of realized that she's been doing the same thing with her kid. So oh. herself from her past and how her mother treats her, she realized what kind of mother she became. And oh, it's man. This, so it's not the story of the time travel. It's the story of this mother learning what kind of person she is and how much she needs to change her relationship with her kid. Yeah, she didn't She didn't break the cycle. She she realized she hadn't broken it yet. So exactly. it's interesting, man. What was the future like? Was it was it like a yurt punk future or like a like a like an aether punk future? Like what was honestly the time in this entire place is really strange because the technologies are strange. I think the now nowadays takes place in like what the nineteen nineties. Rob, would you say? Um, or is it it like seems that way. It seems that way. Yeah, so it's actually kind of historic. Like it's not really new age. I don't. But know, they Rob, don't. They don't. They don't just come out and say they're like. Lion King is in theaters, and we all love that movie, and it's 1995. No, <laughs> no this is like a very different world. I, no, that's it's, cool. That's cool. No, I'm, I, not, I, even, I, I I'm not even sold that it is all taking place on Earth. Yeah, I definitely don't think so. The yeah, it doesn't is, have to. It doesn't have to. It's, it's vague because it's actually just based – the entire series, Rob, is based on um, paintings. Yes. Yep. I, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, it's Seriously? just based on, yeah, yeah, the, the entire, there's a, uh, a book, an art book from a Swedish artist called tales from the loop. And okay. it's l- literally just, this guy just painted these strange or drew these strange sceneries with these characters in it and these strange technology in it from, you know, the seventies and shit like that. And they just extrapolated those into interesting stories. Oh yeah. I'm looking at the art pieces now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh. it's vague. It's it's vague. It's just the it's interpretive. Yeah. It's interpretive. Yeah. There you go. Oh, this is like this is like a whole art style now, though. Like this is a whole thing that I see popping up everywhere. But the artist looks like his name is Simon uh, Stalenhag. So that's yeah, that's the name I'm seeing popping up here. Yeah, I wouldn't even try and pronounce that last name, but yeah, that guy. <laughs> so yeah, so if anybody's looking for that, go ahead and look it up. There, it looks like all of the sort of poster art for the show itself is his art. So that's oh, just what I'm sure. scrolling through right now on yep. Google. But uh, yep. it, it's cool stuff. It's great looking. I know that that was a pretty good starting episode. Um, I thought it was pretty keen. It was it was about this woman. It had other characters in it, but it was the focus was this mother. And I think it did a very good job. Uh, I think hmm. the mother, the actresses, the actress did a very fantastic job. Oh man, this is this is really fascinating. Yeah, I'm I'm into this. This is uh, it's almost like a live action um, Love, Death, and Robots, just like less like sex and violence, probably. 
more more important to the character, less important to the what's going to be the change and what's new about this universe. It's less gotcha. of an int- yeah. a scientific intrigue, more of a personal intrigue. Like Rob, what, out of the episodes you've seen so far, what, which one was your favorite? Like, describe the episode. Give some why. I can't. <laughs> oh, it's episode two. <laughs> okay, then just go for it. Fuck Alex. No, 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 no. I'll hold it. I'll hold it for next week. You'll hold it for next week? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, can, do, we can do like a full, you know, our favorite episode, step-by-step one get next week, I guess, once I've had the chance to watch it all. But yeah, I'm I'm fully on board with this. This uh, this looks freaking sweet. Like, this is so far up my alley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I'll... So how about we'll do... I'll do one this, ep- this episode. I'll, I'll give mine an episode and you yeah, guys give your two. So my favorite one is actually probably one of the least scientific ones on there. I forget what number episode it is, but it's the one where the grandfather died. Oh, yeah. Um, this grandfather who is the creator, owner, head of the loop, um, It all most of the stories follow this one family um, who is descendants of you know this one guy who is who owned and run runs the loop, and he basically finds out that he's super old, and I think it was cancer or something like that that was killing him. And it's not the story about the grandfather per se, as it is about this young kid, his grandson, who has this close relationship with. And the yeah. only piece of interesting technology they have there, which is pretty cool, he kind of brings the kid to it, and he goes, "Hey, if you yell into this." orb the sphere thing that's just randomly sitting in the field somewhere it looks like it's a logan yeah yeah it looks like it's at a logan yeah yeah absolutely uh if you yell to it every time you hear an echo back or you know if you you yell into a room that has an echo it's not just all at once you hear like echo 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 for every echo that you hear you're going to get another x amount of years of your life i think it was like 10 years or something like that it Hmm. may not have actually said how long he says yeah i don't think it says exactly but yeah yeah the more you hear the longer your life will be and the son goes, oh, that's interesting. He goes, oh, give it a shot. And he's just playing with him. And the son, hello, echo, echo. And the kid's life echoes on for quite some time. So, okay. Yeah, you actually hear, voice. like, the, the older versions of yourself echoing back. That's right. That's what it was. So it was like you yeah. can hear your voice from those, from when that echoes back, how, how old you would be. And then the old guy goes in and he echoes in and nothing comes back. There is uh, no echo. Yeah. <laughs> He kind of already knew at this point because he, he knew he was diagnosed. And that's when he tells the kid, hey, I got something to tell you. And so it's the story of this kid coming to grips with death. He's literally learning death because they have scenes of him learning about, you know, dead deer and things like that. He's coming to grips with the concept of death, especially the idea that he's learning that his grandfather does the impossible in the loop yet can't save himself. Hmm. And, and it's this whole story that, no, death is final. There's nothing you can do about it. I know. I can time travel. I can do all these crazy shit, but this, this is what it's hmm. going to be. And it's the story of just everyone accepting this. And it's the story of people. It's it's kind of there. there is the grandfather. You do follow him. So you do see him like trying to be strong for everyone else so that because he knows that they're going to live beyond him. But he is having a hard time himself and he's trying to act like he's tougher. And it, it's a very fucking emotional episode and you learn more about his past you, he talks more about himself and it's the technology is kind of irrelevant like it's it, the only piece of technology is that orb and that's pretty much it and it's just this really well written story I, I think I, I watched that episode and then I was talking to Rob saying hey I just finished binging a shit ton I yeah. really want to go and hug my grandmother right now 
Hmm. Yeah. No, dude, that sounds really poignant. I, I like that. Uh, I like that it's taking such a human look at uh, finality and death and things like that. I honestly, I can't wait to see it. I, I think that sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So aside from that, uh, any plane has been more Monster Hunter. I've gone balls deep. Oh, that's now. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've been enjoying it. Um, I I got one of my buddies, Nick, into it. I play StarCraft with him. In D&D. Now, wait, which which one are you playing? Which Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter. Okay, World. okay. That's the most recent. Yeah. The most recent, yeah. And I'm playing this. To be fair, I'm actually in this expansion, which is called Ice. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that that's really it's honestly it's fantastic. If you if you like a good grind, you have to accept a good grind because it is about you know go hunt a find a monster, choose a monster uh, via quest or whatever reason, learn about the monster, uh, hunt its foot tracks, learn about him, and study up on his weaknesses. You'll then get like okay, this the head is breakable, the head is a weak, spot, yeah. the wings are weak, but the wings are weak to fire, but the tail is weak to lightning. So you kind of have to choose your build to how to fight this thing, and then you go and you fighting you literally it's like okay in order to build your next weapon your next upgrade weapon you need the tail of monster a the wings of monster b and the horns of monster c but right you can't just kill the beast and get those you literally when you fight it you have to attack its tail to cut off its tail to get what so you so want. if you just roll in without having really studied these things or knowing anything about them there's a good chance that they're going to kill you oh there's a good chance you're going to even if you do know them there's a good chance okay so each you. each one is like a boss kind of yeah, if you think Dark Souls style, it's like a boss. Yeah, every monster is a boss, and it gets harder and harder and harder. Each monster is a boss. That's exactly. It's cool. That's it. cool. It's yeah. It's at my level. I'll have two or three guys with me with my my group of friends, yeah. and it will take about a half an hour to do a single hunt to kill one. Gotcha. Monster. Yeah, the last one I tried was maybe like PS2 era. Or was there one in 3DS? That was the original. I don't remember. Yeah, it, it, it's been a long time, though. And, and I know for that one, yeah, it had a pretty clear gameplay loop. But it was definitely, it definitely still felt very light compared to what I understand the new one is meant to be. The new one is definitely better. I, I think it is, there is definitely a, the people who played the old Monster Hunters versus this one. This one changed a lot. A, it doesn't have load zones between areas, which is huge. That's cool. It definitely makes the world feel better bigger more lively the my favorite feature that they added i know that i didn't play a lot of the old monster hunters didn't really get into them they were just there's something always lacking especially when they were on the handhelds i just don't give a fuck when they were on the handheld um last one i played was on the wii try um but they they did this thing where you'll be fighting a monster and there'll be three big monsters on the map and we're talking big, like big Tyrannosaurus Rex level, if not bigger. That's the small version. And you'll be in, the, you'll just be fighting one guy. And you, okay, I'm going to fight this guy. I'm, you're focusing all your attention. And then suddenly this dragon just comes down, picks up this Tyrannosaurus Rex, tosses him against the wall, and then just starts fucking ripping him a new one. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's a turf war. And you just sit back and you get to watch these two monsters just attack each other. And it's not like. You know, you see a lot of video games where, like, okay, one bobs its head and the other one bobs its head. No, there's animations. There's one where this monster um, is really long and lithe. He's kind of like a snake dog, if you will. Um, and what he does is he'll literally take the other monsters and wrap himself around it like a snake. It's cool. And it's really cool. It'd be fun to watch that kind of play this. out. Oh, it's fantastic. You should look them up on YouTube. If, if you don't want to play the game, I honestly suggest looking at all the Turf Wars. They are great to watch. They are just good fun. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been basically doing right now. It, speaking of which, right now I'm actually doing this 
on my cell phone, my cell phone Wi-Fi hotspot, because my computer room is all torn asunder because I got new desks and new network gear. So that's getting put back together, but I couldn't make it in time for the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank uh, you for your noble sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have unlimited thanks to you. Oh, that's true. uh, That's true. Not not too big of a sacrifice. (laughs) Uh, But I, I think that's pretty much it. Sweet. Rob, what you got? Oh, boy. Actually, it's uh, funny you had brought up World of Warcraft. I've actually been playing that Ooh. again for a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, taking advantage of the... There's an experience and uh, reputation buff, so I'm grinding out a couple of classes that I never got to level up. That's pretty yes. fun. So you're not getting real You're yes. not getting real deep into it. You're just kind of dipping the tip a little bit. Oh, I'm skimming the okay, surface, this. effectively. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is the equivalent of going back to play an old game just to beat it again, really, is what gotcha. it is, to be honest. <laughs> uh, preparing for, like, the new expansion, so I'll probably play it for the first month and then drop it. Yep, um, sounds about right. That's usually how I how I do that. I'm like, oh, hey, a month of fun, and then, all right. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're not wrong. I do that for, like, a month, and then I'll stop for a month, and I'll do it every big exp- uh, patch. Like, not- content patch, yeah. Yeah, big content patch. So I'm not too dissimilar from yours, just I add in the patches. Yeah, and I usually hang out longer because I'm on the roleplay servers. Um, but uh, outside of that, though, actually, Steam has had a uh, little sale that's been going on. I'm not sure if it's done now or if it's still going, but there's a tower defense sale. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, so anything with a tower defense uh, tag was, like, on sale. No shit. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's still going. Let me let me like two seconds check. Really, I quick. love tower defenses. They're one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, like uh, <laughs> it, it's been pretty entertaining because I pretty much went through the list and I grabbed like a bunch of them because they're like cheap. Um, so I mean, have I been playing one thing? Not really. Actually, I've been playing XCOM Chimera Squad. This is the police one, which has been a blast to play. This is the police. Um, what did you call? What did you call that? The Chimera Squad. Chimera Squad X is an XCOM yeah. game, so it's the new yeah, XCOM yeah. game. It's been it's been amazing, um, and even I think my my the way I discussed it originally wasn't even accurate anymore in my mind because the game is just it's the arcade version of XCOM. What? Well, you just explained it like last week. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, I've been playing. Okay. <laughs> what so, happens, so what? Man? What made it more? What made it change. more arcadey then? Um, because I feel like I can literally pick it up, play it for like fifteen minutes, accomplish something, and then save and fuck oh, off. Okay, that's, that's cool. actually really cool for an XCOM game. That doesn't Do you, sound anything like it. How XCOM. often? How long is one of the missions on average? Fifteen twenty minutes. Nice. Yeah, That's like cool. they're fast. They're fast, especially if you're playing objective oriented. You're you're never gonna feel bored with that game. Very cool. Yeah. Um, uh, if you want a slow burn story, though, I've been playing This Is the Police, which I realize has been out for a while. Actually, the second game's out for it now, but that's an amazing game. What what is that? I've never even yeah, I've never heard of it either. Okay, so the, all right, so I'll give you guys the quick rundown on what this is the police is. So um, it's a game where you play as like this effectively being forced into retirement police chief. Uh, this mayor is coming in. He's kind of forcing you out for his friend to take your job pretty much. And uh, you have 
uh, 180 days in office and what you're supposed to do is you kind of just it's like a story um that plays out in between every turn of the actual game so when the game first starts off you're watching story and then you'll do gameplay which i'll explain in a minute and then you do story because it's a new chapter gameplay story and it keeps doing that and every time the story hits, something changes in the game. So it might be like, hey, one of your friends is um, trying to get out of the mob. So like he's going to go away. And like you have to find out a way to make it so that he doesn't get killed in the process. Oh, that's cool. Um, as, as the chief of police, right? So like, but then there's this whole thing of like, okay, do I take favors from the mob and earn more money for myself before retirement? and potentially screw over my name or do I try and keep pure to like the office and stuff like that and and the story kind of develops as it goes um and it's kind of it's kind of neat cuz in the story you make like choices dialogue choices okay so um, it's like a cho- it's semi choose your own adventure cop yeah. story yeah it's like an animatic every time you go between the scenes okay so what's um, the gameplay the mechanic so, so the gameplay part is kind of, is actually a lot of fun so it's you you have the whole city and it's actually a table in your office it's like you know one of those 3d maps of the city right like a model mm-hmm. yeah and uh when you're looking at it uh you'll see little icons pop up and you click on them and they are like calls like um people calling 911 and you decide which officers you deploy to each of these things, and you're trying to manage your officers. Oh. And I'm guessing you only your have so have many stats and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have stats, to, they, and they go up and down or... depending huh. on how well they do. Yeah, yeah. A oh, okay. little, little bit like so resource, it's like a, it's like resource a, management. Yeah, that's pretty much that's what cool. it is. And you do that over the course of the day, and they've got a bunch of like records that you can listen to while you do it. So like some jazz and shit like that. <laughs> it's, like a, it's actually pretty good. It's very, very. Um, thematic i mean like even when you're looking at the board stuff that happens out in the world affects the map that you're looking at so like when it becomes nighttime also you hear him like pull the blinds and turn on the lamp and then like you get this like graded view of the city <laughs> it's, uh, oh, that's it's sweet cool. kind of kind of cool noir shit. yeah yeah no it's very noir sweet. kind of feeling um and it's uh it's a lot <laughs> of fun it's just it's just it's a fun game it's got a good story so that sounds different, different character, like different, but story-based. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think right now you can get it on Steam for like dirt cheap. Um, I can't remember exactly what the cost is. Let me just take a like two second look since I'm on my computer. It's like, yeah, 15 bucks, uh, 18 for Canadian. That sounds cool. It's kind of an offbeat experience. That, that kind of stuff is fun right now to kind of break up, you know, everything else that's out there. That's fun. Yeah, if you look at the front page of it, you'll get the idea of what this this is. Um, it's pretty good, but uh, I mean, outside of that, um, been playing Mindustry, which was a game that I have had on my phone. Remember, Adam, I mentioned, hey, I bought this game on my phone, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, the so one it's also few... on Steam. Oh, nice! And oh, it's actually fun. Nice. It's actually fun. it's fun there too. So, yeah. Um, I picked up that, picked up Proto-Life, Grim Knights, Yorgio. Um, I picked up Rise to Ruins and The Wild Age. Mm. And they're all classified as tower defense games. And I have not played all of them. I played, because I got tired of playing some industry. 
Uh, but I played a little bit of Rise of Ruins, and it's kind of like a RTS god management game with, with tower defense elements to it. Hmm. And it was enough to get it into the tower yeah. defense sale. Yeah, Hell much. yeah. <laughs> um, I saw somewhere... Sorry, keep going. Keep going. Oh, no, no, that's, uh, that's effectively uh, it for me. There's not a lot else to talk about. I've been watching the show, which we were talking about there for a bit. And... How, did, how did you find it, by the way? Tales on the Loop. Like, how, how do you randomly find that? Did someone mention it, or do you just see it on Amazon? Um, saw it on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's how these things yeah, go. No, how no cool how we found really good stuff in the past, right? It's just some random thing that we stumbled across, you know, like a love, death, and robots situation. It turns out to be, you know, so so formative to the year's experience in media. Like, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. So, sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely worth a check out for sure. I mean, if you like uh, anthology series, you're going to like it. Sweet, sweet. Well, yeah, I wish I had something more exciting to add to kind of help tie things up here, but I got I got a whole lot of nothing, man. So I did have my, uh, I had a couple wisdom teeth out last week, so I was down for a couple days. Just kind of, it was all kind of a blur. I, I have been getting caught up on, on Rick and Morty. Myself, just a lot of Rick and Morty. I think I've watched about thirty episodes uh, already, Jesus. and because uh, it just it just records them all now on the on the on the PVR here, and uh, so I've been catching up on that. <laughs> actually, one show that I've been watching that I love, it's actually got a Henry Zabrowski, who is from uh, he does Last Podcast on the Left. He's he's one of the main guys on that, and he's all he was also in Wolf of Wall Street, kind of a kind of a shorter, stockier, redheaded guy with a beard, real funny guy. Uh, he's a comedian. Anyway, he has a show called uh, Your Pretty Face Is Going to Hell on Adult Swim and it's absolutely amazing it's basically like one of these real offbeat dark sitcoms and it's about hell but the demons in hell are working in like cubicles and like working like a really mundane life and Satan is kind of like their manager and uh but he you know you know sometimes like skins them alive and tortures them and and you know they 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 have scams that they run on each other and it's just it's a hilarious show and uh, and i'd recommend it to anybody who's into like dark comedy and kind of the adult swim stuff it's super good and uh, so that's that's kind of one thing i've been watching that i guess i could speak to but yeah other than that man nothing else <laughs> nothing else oh so there's two things i gotta bring up one i forgot um so the Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions is actually on sale right now for iOS Ooh, and Android. Fucking great game. Oh, pick that up. Everyone pick that yeah. up. Everyone buy yeah. it now. It's uh, you know going I, on right I think, now. I was having a hard time. I saw I saw where it was posted somewhere. Someone was mentioning it. I don't remember who exactly, but I noticed it and went, oh fuck. So it's for like nine bucks right now. Not even eight point four nine Canadian. So that's like you know like $2. one dollar American. Uh <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, no, great game. Yeah, just pick it up. Just fucking. Yeah, ten, 10 bucks like, is a good price, man. It. Yeah, that's that's worth it. Unless you hate tactical games. Yeah, unless you're a monster. <laughs> it's it's a honestly uh, tactical games are great too for mobile. Uh, and then obviously with most yeah, phones now yeah. you can even hook up a Bluetooth controller anyway. But still, it, it'll control fine just on mobile. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's the War of the Lions version, so it's got all the new animations and you know that kind of stuff, the hand drawn art stuff. Really cool. I think actually, I think it's 3D, but whatever. No, I don't want to download um, it right now. The other one, I think I, I'm bringing up just for Alex, just to give him an opportunity, because I know you're into this kind of shit. Uh, Rob and I both have our very, very. We agree heavily, I think, on this, but you're a little bit different. 
So we're just going to gloss over the fact that the United States released UFO footage and, and admitted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's trippy as fuck, man. Uh, like, I, I'm shocked that they actually did that. So this is the footage resulting from... You're talking about, so Tom DeLong from Blink-182 is a big UFO sort of alien conspiracy guy anyway. Uh, he, he's a legit researcher, though. Like, he, he genuinely cares to, to get at the truth. And back uh, three years ago, he found this footage and, and had it released. He had, he had it leaked from somebody within a military organization somewhere. He had the original footage, so he leaked it back then. And then, so what's happened now is is they've already acknowledged back in October of last year, the Navy had acknowledged that what they encountered were actual uh, unidentified flying objects. Uh, they didn't know what they were. They don't think they're aliens. They just don't know what they were. And, and these videos have now been officially released to the public, what, within the last week? Like, since last time we talked or whatever? Yeah. And and they, they released all three separate videos and the extended versions of all of them uh, that show, like... Uh, yeah, and the Snyder Cuts. Yeah, and the Snyder Cuts, <laughs> which which are... The, the graphics the are so good. The CG's amazing. And uh, <laughs> But what's trippy is, like, some of this content that they released, the trippiest part to me is that... So they released... One bit of footage, and it must be from one of the jets because it's like it's tracking it, and then it shows the the software that is built into these things for tracking uh, bogies that that are in midair, like flying in front of them. So it's really interesting to see the camera, you know, in real time lock on to this thing that's traveling much faster than they are. It's traveling at like you know six hundred knots or something like that against the oh, wind. Yeah. Like it's it's just moving in like unearthly fast like things don't move that fast on earth against the wind you know above you know open ocean and uh it, it's just wild that that now we're living in a world where <laughs> you know we've been in isolation for two months or whatever uh final fantasy 7 remake is officially out and uh the navy has effectively just disclosed uh ufos so that they are I like that was the fucking qualifier yeah yeah and and the funny <laughs> See, this is how crazy this year i know is. And, and funny enough the ufo thing not even that big of a deal to many people. <laughs> so, nobody. No, I think Rob and I both agree. So what? It's an unidentified flying object. There are plenty of things like that. In this space. Right. Yeah, it, it's strange. It's particularly strange. But I, I'm not going to jump to the, it's fucking aliens. No, it's just something we don't know about. Right exactly. Now. So maybe someone knows about yeah. it, but we don't. Right yeah. Now. I mean, it could be aliens, but they're probably still terrestrial. It, that's it's, yeah. I'm thinking that, and it could be just a probe from either terrestrial based, you know, alien entity or an extraterrestrial entity. It could just be probes. Like it, it, it would make sense to me that, you know, something small that they build like a probe could travel that fast and, 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 and cover a lot of ground if they're interested enough. But, um, God, yeah, it, I mean, it, it just, it's always going to come down to the fact that, you know, with any of this. <laughs> All I can imagine aliens sending us, like, it's the probes from Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> probe droids. So the <laughs> lame ass probe droids. Oh, man. Basically, like, slowly moving targets. That's all they are. Um, <laughs> it's great, man. That's great. Uh, no, I, I hope alien tech is more sophisticated than that when it finally arrives. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, yeah, crazy though. That, that was a good good note to kind of end the show on. Some current events. Yeah. So, current events, UFO disclosure. Yeah. Woohoo. So, here we are. 2020, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> this fucking year. 2020 part, part one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a 2020 uh, electric boogaloo. 1.2.1. One, <laughs> yeah. 1.2.3 <laughs> uh, electric boogaloo. Oh, my God. 
It's going to be brutal, guys. <laughs> brutal. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Ronan Geek and Fish Podcast, episode 88. Uh, this is Alex Austin signing off. And Plebeian Isolated Adam. And Rob. Happy May the 4th. Happy everyone. May the 4th. We'll talk to you next week.